3: Welcome to It Thursdays here, at Hale Varsity Radio, we're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, we have Bobby in uh, the Pride of Lincoln East, he is shadowing us, so behavior is a must today, 489-1240, 489-1240, the numbers to get in. Are you talking about him or us in terms of behavior? I'm saying us, not him, (laughs) I know he's wearing a Packers camo uh, uh, hoodie, but he's a nice young man. As opposed to us. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to, to us, the dirty old guy and the young guy with the mustache.
4: We're, we're both turning into grumpy old bastards.
3: A little bit. We're like the two uh, two old Muppets in the balcony is where we're at. But uh, you can email the show, Chris at hailvarsity.com, Elijah at Hurt at Sports.com, and as always, watch the show on YouTube, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Is uh, where you can watch and comment in the StreamYard, Facebook, and Twitter, and give the Hail Varsity Radio Twitter handle a follow. can watch and rewatch the show that way. Uh, we'll check in with Brandon Vogel from Counter Reed. Vogel's has a really good preview up on Counter Reed on Nebraska, Wisconsin. So we'll get there with Vogel's. We'll dive in on Harbaugh blinking as uh, he has accepted suspension and punishment. And in our two, Gary Barnett will get us set for the weekend of college football. Uh, thoughts on Nebraska Wisconsin, the quarterback situation and uh, oh yeah Danny Burke, our uh, favorite gambling expert, Danny Burke will join us. Dion is in first. We'll continue to do roll call. We talked about morale. We've talked about square peg, round hole and we'll hear from Matt Rule just on the quarterback spot. So let's let's dive into this and the quarterback situation. So uh, we'll hear from Rule with the comment on the quarterback in just a, a hot minute. But with the quarterback room being a mess because of injury and ineffectiveness, what do you do? And it, it sounds like, Elijah, that Harburg, if he feels okay, is going to be the guy that gives it a go. And do you like that option if it is Harburg versus a, a Chubba Pretty discussion? And listen, if we're talking sports hernia, if we're talking growing issue, uh, he was in for one drive and looked fine. What's Chubba look like after halftime, after a couple of hits? What's he look like in the fourth quarter? None of it's known. We have no clue. But as a feel right now, can can Harburg be the best option to win? And I, I listen, I don't think you've got a great option as, okay, this is the guy that's going to be the difference maker for Nebraska football. So many times in football it's your quarterback, it's your quarterback's decision making, it's your quarterback's ability, it's matchup against the secondary, or in Harburg's case it's running the football. So wonderful. Uh, but if he's not a hundred percent does he give you the best option? He gives you the best option as a runner, and Nebraska's going to go all in on just running the football and being safe with their passing then then so be it. But right now, man, and I'm not the head coach, but I'd lean pretty and if he can't continue or can't finish, then I go to to um, to Harburg to see if he can you know maintain a lead or help keep a lead. I just don't think he's been playing that great. You don't. I would like to have seen (laughs) Harburg uh, as a guy that has gone a different direction from a from an an ascending standpoint. How's he trending? And he's just kind of trend. He's been trending the wrong direction. Teams have figured him out. He's not been as effective, and he's taken some hits. So to his credit, he's played probably banged up. And I'm not I'm not doubting his effort at all, but I, I think it's clear that the effectiveness has a lot to be desired for anybody at quarterback right now for Nebraska, uh, except for Chubba. and Chubba's just had
4: uh, what eleven plays, something like that. And. How much do we actually believe Matt Rule whenever he says, like, Harbor's going to give it a go and he's a, a game-time decision? Like, this is like, probably gamesmanship. There's no reason for Matt Rule to get up in front of the media and say, yeah, Harburg's not a go this weekend. You want Wisconsin to have to prepare not just for two quarterbacks but for three. Sure. Prepare for Sims. Prepare for what you've seen from Purdy, the little you've seen from him this year. Prepare for Harburg. You want to make Wisconsin's defensive head spin. And, and, like, I think back to about two months ago whenever Sims himself went down with the ankle injury following Colorado. What did we hear the week after that? He's day-to-day. We'll we'll see if we can give him a go. We're not going to rush him back. Not going to rush him back. He's not going to lose his job due to injury. Well, he kind of did. I mean, it was also due to poor performance. but Mm -hmm. Well, probably poor
3: performance in practice.
4: But then Harburg comes in and and plays really well against Northern Illinois. The next week it's the same story. Well, Sims still day-to-day. We're not going to rush him back. We're going to wait and see. He's going to try to give it a go later this week. It's kind of the same song and dance from Matt Rule that we heard regarding Sims that we're now hearing with Harburg. And that's what makes me think. I I don't think there's any chance in hell he goes on Saturday. He's probably going to travel. He'll probably suit up. And, I mean, kind of like Sims against Louisiana Tech where he went in for his one play or whatever, maybe a break in case of emergency, emergency situation for Heinrich Harburg. But I don't seriously believe, based on what he's shown you over the past two weeks, maybe even three weeks, if you add the Purdue game in there too, that wasn't his best performance, combined with the injury, I don't think it makes sense to start Heinrich Harburg on Saturday. I really don't think it does. I don't think you want to risk a guy like that. Matt Rule talks about the the career being more important than any individual win, as important as the wins are. You want to protect a guy for his career, and if all those things are true, I think what we're hearing from Matt Rule getting up there at the presser and saying he's going to try to give it a go tomorrow, and he's going to be a game time decision on prepare for the quarterback option, Wisconsin. I think that's that's exactly what it is. It's hey, Luke Fickle, you're listening on this. Yeah. We're going to see if if Hunter Carver can give it a go, but I think that's just absolute gamesmanship and and making Wisconsin prepare for a guy that they're probably not going to see.
3: Now, I would take a one-legged Harburg over a healthy Sims. (laughs) You're not wrong. I'm I'm not. Let's hear from Coach Rule on the quarterback situation. Cut one.
4: Un momento. Mm -hmm. I sent you the picture. I forgot to pull these up. That's, that's fine. So we're going to hear from Matt Rule
3: in just a little bit as soon as the computer loads. I've got it ready to go. Okay, here is Matt Rule. today. Yeah, Heinrich's
5: going to practice tomorrow. Um, you know, he's uh, he's obviously been out there on a limited basis. You know, Chubb and Jeff have gotten most of the reps. Um, but uh, I know he definitely wants to play. He's pushing to come back and play. And so um, you know, we'll see how he does tomorrow and get him to the game, warm him up. Um, he'll definitely be available in some capacity, but whether he starts or not, um, you know, I think it'll just be it depends on how he feels feels at game day. You know, we obviously wouldn't want to put him out there if we weren't able to run him and run the option and do the things that he does best. And so he, uh, you know, he'll 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 test at full speed again tomorrow and see if uh, see if he has the same you know same same good results.
3: Well, good on him trying to get back, help the team. He has helped spark some wins. But there's clearly, uh, as he was talking about in front of the Maryland game, there's some clutter with him. And the game's moving a bit too fast right now. What about the other quarterbacks? More from Matt Rule.
5: I think Jeff and Chubb have done a really nice job this week. Um, you know, obviously, anytime you have uh, the kind of the things that have transpired last week, um, you know, I think everyone comes in um, determined. You know, knowing that they can, knowing that they can, you know, fix some of those things. And I think we fixed a lot of things as a staff, as players. Um, they, they're both with a chance, knowing like, hey, I get all the reps. You know, they've they've been able to get a lot of reps, and they've done a really nice job. And so, um, you know, we're prepared to play either one or both.
3: Let me ask you this, and you hear coaches say it. You've heard different Nebraska coaches say it when we talk about the topic of fixing. Well, do you believe it? Can, can, can the quarterback, whoever it is, uh, remarkably change what that position has been this year? And listen, I don't look at Rule as a guy who picks and chooses what he pays attention to. He pays attention to all of it. He knows what's going on with special teams. He knows what's going on with defense. He knows what's going on with offense. And his job, as well as to hire the right guys and recruit the right guys, is to motivate. And he's also been tremendous at instilling communication and and belief, right? He's done the old Ted Lasso and slapped the sign and uh, put believe up there. And, And he has that. They've just not performed. Uh, and part of that is they're limited and they've got limited experience. I, I don't think, I pray, that you're not going to see the same quarterback play if it's Chubba uh, or if it is Harburg Saturday than you've see, that you've seen the last few games with turnovers and decision-making. I mean, the levy had to break at some point with throw into a spot uh, or with a confidence or just ball security. You've survived it and you probably talked about it but now it's cost you two ball games and you're up against it for bowl eligibility you absolutely addressed it addressed it again and i think i think you can get better quarterback play you can see guys change and and get better i i do believe that i mean there's no uh there, there's no ceiling here that's that's been lowered down uh with the exception of maybe a confidence issue, and that's, that's totally up to the player. I think Harburg can be a better quarterback. Is he a guy that I think is going to beat out other options? No, not at, not at this point. With Chubb and his injury, he came in cold with limited reps, but you saw the arm talent. And the decision-making uh, for the most part was was pretty good and, until those final two of the three plays. So um, Nebraska, I'm sure, is drilled down on decision making I'm sure they've drilled down on situation and uh, I'm sure they've drilled down on just time and place right situation of three versus seven just take points trust the defense and that's not cowardly that is just smart football and I think they've really if he talks about the assistant coaches there he's been everywhere this week with rule I'm, I I would bet money that he has been hands on everywhere and they've really self-assessed, they've self-scouted, they've not overthought, they've looked in the mirror and said, this was awful, this was bad, this had cost us a football game, uh, and, and we're going to fix it. So maybe I'm too optimistic, maybe uh, I, I've had vodka in my, my water glass here, whatever the case may be, but I think you'll get better quarterback play Saturday. The, the
4: problem. You is have me. to. The other, the other take is, well, you can't get much worse quarterback well, play. The, the problem is you brought up Ted Lasso and the belief I think there's way too much goldfish mentality going on with the play calling. And Marcus Satterfield, he seems to forget what the issues have been that have plagued this (laughs) offense. He looks at the film and he goes, well, maybe we shouldn't air the ball. You're in this defense. We're going to let it rip. (laughs) He goes way too much. you got to remember what the issues with this
1: offense have been and what's been working for you. Your
3: quarterback has had trouble with the reads. Um Maybe we hand it off. No, we're going to throw the football. Third and seven field goal They're range. Expecting Let's make that third and they <laughs> They're expecting the run on third and seven.
4: Uh, you know. And that's the battle I'm fighting between this week whenever I'm looking at the Wisconsin game. is Can they learn from their mistakes? Sure. I mean, you, you have a, a new quarterback that could potentially show one you One side something. of the football has all year. Defense. One, one side of the football has. And that's what you look at the offense and you say they, they don't seem to have learned from their mistakes. Jeff Sims goes out and makes the same mistakes, and Harburg makes the same mistakes, and Sims gets a chance to ride the bench and learn from his mistakes, and he comes back out there, and within three plays, he's making the same mistakes with ball security and throwing into triple coverage and getting locked in on one receiver. You haven't seen those guys progress the way you would hope under a, a developmental program like Matt Rule has mm-hmm. has said he's trying to create. And a it's
3: year one of the development, you know? I mean, there's habits you're dealing with that, that you, you brought with you from Georgia Tech, that that have been hard to die. You you have Harburg who comes in and gets rolling. And then what what's your what's your adjustment off of what the defenses have done to to stop you? Because the first two teams you played had no answer. Illinois uh, really didn't have an answer with the option game. Okay, uh, even though that was it was on film, and and the, the first two P five teams uh, didn't have an answer with the quarterback run game. Uh, you saw Northwestern have a better answer. You saw Purdue and their linebackers have a better answer.
4: Oh, I mean, they, they figured out the answer is to go clobber Heiner Carver. They, any yeah, single, let's, any let's, let's see how many fans. hits the
3: quarterback can take, and let's see if we can knock this guy out so we can get Sims back on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably what every defensive coordinator was saying during the week of practice, and you know maybe it's hyperbole, but no, I I expect them to to absolutely be sick and tired of it by. This week, and it's gone on since the first week of October, right? You've had you've had almost six weeks now of of quarterback play and turnovers that have uh, really hampered you. Um, we'll get into a little bit into Har, Harburg, make that Harbaugh, mm. and his presser uh, that was earlier this week. Uh, Brian checks in, says Harburg has regressed, Sims is a head case. I mean, it's a confidence thing. Uh, with Sims more than anything, uh, Brian checks in and says, "If Wisconsin runs a three-three-five, our offense should have no problem. That's what they practice against, and that, that's probably part of it too, right? I mean, how much success has Nebraska's offense had Monday through Thursday against the Black Shirts?
4: I, I wouldn't bet a lot." <laughs> I wouldn't either but but the thing about the 335 is that's nice in theory. Oh, they they remember this from fall camp. They've played against it against a lot. The 335 is so multiple mm-hmm. that Nebraska's 335 looks a hell of a lot different than Wisconsin's 335. It's the same in theory, the same personnel's out there, but Wisconsin utilizes it a lot differently than Nebraska has, and that's kind of why Nebraska's rushing defense has been fantastic this year and Wisconsin's hasn't been very great. Nebraska tends to go with those four down linemen, mm-hmm. whereas Wisconsin really tends to stick with three down linemen and then a fourth undersized outside linebacker, as opposed to Nebraska's Jack, who's been more of a, uh, a Prince Will or an MJ Sherman, a bigger type. So different, same in theory. Blocking assignments, I guess, are, are a little more similar than it would be against like a 4-3. But th- that's a nice thought in theory. I'm not convinced that that's mm-hmm. how it's going to actually work in, in practice on Saturday.
3: We have a company challenge here when it comes to holiday door decorations. And we have absolutely sold out. Yeah, that's, that's our decoration. We are gonna fail this contest.
4: You can Brand- check it out in the stream if you're listening on radio. You can see what we've created. It's terrible. It's
3: it's, it's quite awful, but at least it's spelled right. Brandon Vogel's on the way with counter Reed.
1: And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio.
3: It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. We're gonna get Vogues in the stream and on the horn here in uh, just a minute. We'll uh, see if he has the link. I assume he has the link.
1: He does. He
4: does. we right, cool. have to get him on the
3: horn. But a uh, really good preview with Nebraska and Wisconsin, 489-1240. And give the show a follow on Twitter at HVarsityRadio. Radio. can check things out that way. And uh, uh, also uh, get involved in the Stream the Hail Varsity YouTube channel. Now, there's uh, a, a vocal majority of, of nobody in the stream at least, those of you that have made comments that want to see uh, Sims go anywhere near the football on Saturday night. Uh, Pretty interesting from a motivational standpoint just where Nebraska is in this series against Wisconsin. The fans have long, painful memories of Nebraska v. Wisconsin. They have long, painful memories of games in Wisconsin specifically And uh, this was asked to rule earlier uh, when it comes to his uh, decorating. And it's not even his decorating. I said signs. Well, there's all sorts of signs up around the facility. And uh, there's been reminders of just how sideways it has gone. And it's up to this team this nebraska football team in 2023 to snap a nine game losing streak to madison
5: i did not do that i did not do that that might have been a strength coach might have been an assistant coach That might have been a player you guys know me that's not that that has nothing to do with me i don't i don't play for trophies i don't care what happened in 2013 14 15 i asked the guys how old they were in 2012 they were like i was 12 i'm like so does that have anything to do with us so yeah, I, I heard that, and I, you know I get blamed for everything. They all think I do everything. I, I don't even go in their locker room. I didn't, I, I didn't put anything up. Um, you know, I, but again, I think it's pretty cool. I, I think it's probably one of the players, to be honest with you. I, I mean, you better ask Ty Robinson or Giff or one of those guys, or maybe it was you know Corey in the weight room. Um, but yeah, that would never come from me. I mean did you, I didn't mean to interrupt your question. You ask why you would do that. Yeah, you yeah. That? Yeah, no, I didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I, uh, I, I, I heard that, and I was like, I didn't do that. I had no idea um, that was being done. Um, but, again, I don't micromanage the locker room. If they want to put that up, put it up. If someone wants to put it up, put it up. My thing is just very simply all the time, did, did winning a game or losing a game affect the next game? It really doesn't. So let's go play well, you know. Um, you know, uh, after the game this week, you guys are going to be talking to me about, you know, the execution. Either, you know, hey, you know, we, we didn't turn the ball over. This happened. You'll be talking to me about the game, so I'm always, like, focused on the game. But you know what? These, these guys, you know, they as I told them, they, they know they know how to do it. They went to Illinois, played a great night game on national TV, and they won the game. They went to Iowa last year on senior day and beat Iowa. They, these guys know what to do. And if that, that in some way locked them in a little bit more this week, um, teach their own.
3: Well, that is Matt Rule. We have Brandon Vogel from Counter-Read, counter com. Vogues, uh, do you have uh, any signs up around your home that says beat Wisconsin?
1: Uh, No, I don't. The only motivational poster I have is on the back of my office door. It says, gentlemen, it is better to have died as a small boy than to fumble this football. (laughs) John Heisman. Um, I'm going to show you here. It's also on a crazy, like, island sunset background, which is uh, why I particularly love it, because it makes no sense.
4: Well, it looks like one of those memes that, like, a 50-year-old mom would post up on Facebook.
1: Yes, that is the, that is the background photo. I'm sure it's a stock photo. I'm sure it has been used for that very purpose. Uh, but this one, uh, this one's about fumbles.
3: Well, uh, do you have another one, or is one in the mail, uh, when it comes to throwing interceptions?
1: <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm still looking for the perfect one there, um, but I, I should I should really get on it and get serious about it because could have made a lot of money. I think uh, from just sales to Nebraska uh, for for use around the facilities this season.
3: Well, what do you think about
4: Saturday, Brandon Vogel with this counter? What? Oh, I just found the quote though. What three things can you happen when you th- three things can happen when you throw the football? And two of them, and two of them are bad. That's the perfect Nebraska
3: quote. Sure. I mean that's 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 a T-shirt for run the the, the damn ball guy, right? <laughs> you got run the damn ball on the front, and you have the quote on the back. Away we go with the sunset, perhaps. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, the sun is setting on this season. The sun may be setting on a bowl opportunity. Vogues. how we
4: transition there, Schmidt? Thank you. How are
3: how are you feeling about Saturday night? Uh, gonna be a Big Ten West ugly. Uh, or are you excited about two defenses flying around and beating the hell out of two offenses that really want to go inside the locker room
1: yeah I, it, it does have the potential to it may not be the most aesthetically pleasing game um, you know both sides here pretty good defenses uh, I would call them wounded offenses um, <laughs> if there's a if there's an edge to be had in this game I think it's it, it's probably Nebraska's just based on context of these two programs recently. And, and it's not a big one. It's it's not something you can count on, but watched both coaches' press conferences on Monday, and it kind of struck me the difference is Matt. Matt Rule, um, you know, is – I feel like Nebraska, even though there's some tension about like, yeah, it'd be really great to get to this bowl game. Like felt like there was probably about an 80% chance of that happening a couple of weeks ago. And chances are not that high now. Um, they're still on a little bit of a free roll. You know, this team was picked to finish fifth in, in the big 10 West. Uh, it's not like they've exceeded expectations already, but expectations weren't as high as they were for Wisconsin the preseason division favorite. Mm-hmm so is that weight there and it seemed like it was with the kind of questions that fickle was getting like i think uh you know it's it's not that wisconsin's season is a total loss it's just it's not quite what you'd expect from a hire as well regarded as fickle was there's also the whole offensive coordinator offense part of this so speaking of run the damn ball guy uh the wisconsin version of that I, i'm guessing it's having a minute a bit of a minor meltdown this season because uh the Longo has been as advertised, I guess, for for better and worse uh, when it comes to the Badger offense.
4: It's Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, looking ahead to Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Brandon. Do you get the feel this week, like a lot of other people around Husker Nation, that Wisconsin is ready to roll over? There's been some some talk this week in pressers about trying to keep their head in it. That came from Luke Fickle that it's not. Uh, physical with his football team right now. It's mental. But we were kind of saying the same things before Michigan State, but then they come out on senior day and probably play their, their performance of the season. Similar story, Wisconsin. It's senior night at Camp Randall on Saturday night, a place where at Nebraska's really struggled to go win. Do you see the parallels between those two games, and how do you feel about this narrative that maybe Wisconsin's ready to roll over and move on to next year?
1: I, I think it's more it, – it's it, – it's more likely maybe with Wisconsin than it was with Michigan state. Like I, I had a feeling, you know, I, I had the feeling going into that Michigan state game. Like it probably would have been better for Nebraska. If the Spartans had picked up a win somewhere, it, it felt like one of those seasons where maybe they had one arrow left in the quiver mm-hmm. and, and who was going to get it. And, and it happened to be in Nebraska because they did not, they did not put up much of a fight against Ohio state. Granted a, a big underdog, but it just wasn't a lot there. I, I think we'll find out. Like, I don't expect Michigan State to come out and beat Indiana this week. Um, so that's kind of where they were at. Wisconsin, Wisconsin's different, you know, and I think it goes back to the context, you know, Fickle also said on Monday, and, and a credit to him for kind of the honesty, but he said this year one at Wisconsin has been much more difficult than going four and eight in year one at Cincinnati which surprised me a little bit. And, you know, and he kind of said, well, he said, I don't know. Maybe it's the expectations, which tells me that <laughs> that's probably what he thinks it was. Um, so you're, you're dealing with the, that notion that hey, maybe things are ha- have gone a little bit slower than we anticipated. And I think when you have that, there is a potential for, you know, just kind of going into these last couple of games late in the season. You've been banged up you, like Nebraska. You've had key injuries on offense. And uh, sometimes teams don't look like they want to be there. Um, so I, I'm not guaranteeing that's Wisconsin, but like I can see why I can see why people think that potential is there.
3: Those are all interesting factors. And with Nebraska going into this thing, I I expect those seniors for Wisconsin to have one more push in them. And I mean, it's going to be a, a, a difficult ball game. Wisconsin if their if their mind is right and that's the big question here is talented enough and they're probably right there with Iowa but you you could just see the wind go out of them right after that Iowa game and then all of a sudden they found life in that fourth quarter against Illinois so the fact they've lost 3 in a row and handed had it handed to them i mean okay Ohio State they played their butt off and it was tight going into the fourth quarter but once they didn't get that there's a very 2002 feel for me with this Wisconsin team where they're just not as talented. Of course, there wasn't coaching transition, but just they're good enough to, to hang against some of the big teams and then teams that they've usually had a pretty good time with, especially in Madison, they they got annihilated. And then they just absolutely uh, took nothing with them to Indiana. So I just wonder if, they, if they've got – they're, they're going to get the old backbone – sell out for the senior speech and i think the the emotion coupled with a potential early mistake or two by nebraska could be what what keeps him going
1: for four quarters yeah it's funny you mentioned 2002 because all off season long i kind of looked at wisconsin from the outside and felt a little bit of deja vu for that so callahan peterson era you yeah. know you fire a coach and Chris where like, okay, maybe things were sliding a little bit in the wrong direction, but he, w- he wasn't a bad coach. Um, different AD makes his football higher and fickles, you know, super well regarded. But then when he goes and gets Phil Longo, you know, quote unquote, an air raid disciple, it kind of looks like a clear break from everything Wisconsin had been, you know, for the 30 years prior to that. And it's too early to say like yep this is your this is your callahan era wisconsin like enjoy it uh, i'm not saying <laughs> that but it's very jarring to to look at wisconsin from a statistical perspective they're averaging 40 pass attempts a game um yet they rank like 120 something they're only aver- they're averaging fewer passing yards per attempt than nebraska like we've we've watched that passing attack all season um they're throwing the ball a ton meanwhile they average they have the second best rushing average on a per play basis in the big 10 they have the 12th best rushing success rate in the country like it must be frustrating if you're a classic badger fan to be like i I get it like you know it's early we're not we're not throwing anything out the window yet but boy is this a departure uh when a lot of the numbers from my view would kind of suggest like Hey, just run the ball. And I know they've lost their top two running backs, but hey, tell, talk to Nebraska about that.
3: Vogues, I want to keep you for two more minutes on the other side. Can we do that? Yep. All right, Brandon Vogel with us. Counterread, counterread.com. Great preview from Vogues on Nebraska, Wisconsin. More with him as Hale Varsity continues.
1: And now, and now
3: back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time at Tail Varsity Radio. We're powered by Cornhead Lager. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Brandon Vogel continues on with this reminder about buckling up. Use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Make it click. This message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Brandon Vogel with Counter Reed. Counterreed.com. A couple more minutes with him as we talk Nebraska-Wisconsin. Vogels, you, you touched on the fact that, that these teams, while they have the same record, they're both big reds. There's a lot of uh, relation or uh, crossover with the programs. They're absolutely two different teams. They're not the same, even though they come in with some struggles under first-year guys. And this is, this is one of the juicier parts that was a story uh, with Nebraska-Wisconsin before expansion happened. And uh, it's going to be forgotten, but this is the last rodeo uh, of the Big Ten West between Nebraska, Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Um, you know, when Nebraska came into and in, came into the conference, like I know Iowa made sense as a natural rival, but like I w- I remember I was more intrigued by by Wisconsin. Um, I was up there for that first Big Ten game of Nebraska's in 2011. I, I still love trips to Madison. I think it's an amazing football atmosphere. And to think that, you know, coming up, there's there's going to be years where those two don't play. It, it I, I do feel a little bit remorseful for that because, it, it you know, it's that rivalry, quote-unquote, if we want to call it that, kind of started on a high note. Uh, Nebraska got smoked first time in Madison, but that was a top-ten matchup came back and, and, and got it back the following year. And then uh, things did not go so well in the in the Big Ten title game rematch. But it felt like we were just getting started. And then the programs kind of went down separate paths. Both teams changed coaches almost as often. I think Nebraska had one more than Wisconsin did. Uh, but the Badgers kept winning and, and Nebraska didn't. So uh, too bad. Uh, but it, it makes this one kind of a fitting, I guess, not in point, but place for those paths to converge because I think the big difference between them right now is just just the tone around the programs, um, which is which is pretty fascinating.
4: Brandon, obviously Saturday night's the main event for fans around here. Are you going to be watching Iowa, Illinois, holding your breath in that one? Should Husker fans be watching that one? Obviously, the implication being if Illinois gets the win and Nebraska gets the win, Black Friday's for the Big Ten West title. You think Husker fans should be holding their breath? After or that, all of
3: this, Yeah, it could end up that way.
1: Um, <laughs> I think definitely tune in and see how that one starts. Uh, Iowa blanking Rutgers last week, certainly got my attention and, uh, this thing's setting up a little bit too well for Iowa. I'm, I'm afraid like after being the butt of the joke that their AD put them in all off season, the interim AD kind of at least puts that in the rear view mirror, uh, by making the, the tough call with, with Brian Ferentz and now they're just they're in a position to just be like yeah whatever like you guys can laugh about how few points we score uh we're about to walk away with this west division doing it our way um and if that's the way this all unfolds um well, it wouldn't surprise me at this point, uh, based on based on how good Iowa looked last week.
4: And that could be a fitting swan song for for Kirk Ferentz. I'm not sure how long he is for Iowa City. We'll find out, but he'll it could keep be going until you know, till he's not getting paid anymore. Don't there, kid there's yourself. There's a different tenor in Iowa City ever since Brian got announced that he's going to be. Yeah, it's Denver called season. happiness from the fans, <laughs> but not from not
3: from Captain Kirk. No, Captain Kirk's angry, but let's be honest. I mean, the kid was. Probably a good old line coach or, or decent, but to, to elevate him like they did uh, at, at the at the sacrifice of their offense. I mean, they've won games. Guys, they've won nine or ten games every year, and they've had incredible defense. They've had to have those good defense. Think if they had had any quarterback play at all, any quarterback play, or think about if they had any run game or any. Any explosiveness on offense? They've had athletes there. They've had receivers. They've had how many NFL tight ends they put in there? They put in the league every year.
4: At least one. <laughs> at least one. At
3: least well, every draft. There's a first, second round dude from Iowa catching passes at tight end, and yet they're winning nine to six. I think that was last year's score at Illinois.
4: All, all I'm saying is, I think I see the writing on the wall, and I think with the Big Ten changing. New administration, Iowa, new athletic director. I,
3: no, it makes sense to exit stage left, but he's going to want one heck of a piggy bank to, to ride off into that sunset again with him. I guess we'll find out.
1: I'm, I'm with you, Elijah. It would be a, it would be a, it's setting up to be a pretty good mic drop if they win the West in this year in particular for for Kirk. And if that doesn't happen, I think what we're seeing here is uh, offensive analyst Brian Ferentz.
3: <laughs> Vogues, I know we'll, we'll get a score prediction from you Saturday with the, the weekend edition, but i got to ask you, who would you start at quarterback for Nebraska? See, Matt Rule's online too. He's like, Vogues, love your stuff. Uh, love Who are you going with?
1: Yeah, I, I spent a good section on that in today's preview. You can check that out at counterread.com if you're interested. Um, I think Sims. Is, what? is where i would go the turnover numbers are so are you sorry like, are, are you serious off, yes i think are so off like outside the norm like off the charts crazy Yeah, he's turnover pro he was his whole career that like just uh, from kind of a numbers perspective i think if you had more time like you would kind of naturally progress to at least his career average um there's a lot of no there's a
3: lot of no's like movie moment screams it's
1: a a tough argument to make i don't have enough time to try and make it here go to counter read and 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 check that out um it is a it is a paid subscriber post but you can get a seven day free trial um i think there's an argument to be made um and yes i also get the Chubba purdy one it's almost like a total unknown, but maybe the unknown is better than, than the known that we've seen. If you go the other way, stream chat's about to revolt. <laughs> oh, it, it
3: is! It's a see. C- what was the uh, the movie and or the uh, the episode uh, in Game of Thrones, Battle of the Bastards? Where there's there
4: was John Snow. I was gonna say they're about to go red wedding on Vogel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at it as Vogel standing, and there's an entire army <laughs> racing at him, and it's just john Snow and his sword, and here comes everybody, all their horses. Vogues, how can folks find you and check out what you're doing? How can folks subscribe to you and Aaron Sorensen?
1: Yep. You just head to counterread.com. We've got um uh, it's two two subscriber-only newsletters a week uh, if you're interested in that. But if you're not ready to go that route yet, uh, we do have plenty of free stuff there. I mentioned you can, anybody who signs up, even as a paid subscriber, gets a seven-day free trial to start with. Uh, so there's there's a chance to check it out. You can read why I would probably go with Sims. I'm not like it, no doubter, but that's, that's the pick I'd make. The, the number whoever plays quarterback has to hit here, and this is laid out in that post, is pretty low it's pretty meager expectations but it does involve only one interception um so that's oh. been the tough part what
4: was the daryl royal quote you had vogue's or uh, elijah <laughs> only three things can happen when you throw the football and two of them are bad
3: <laughs> huh. one pass attempt all right let's do the old barry switzer honor and ode Vogues, you take care we'll talk saturday thank you thanks guys Have here, here he is look at vogue's off the top rope. I'd go with Sims. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I, I don't. I I respect the hell of Brandon. His. Opinion. He's the only guy in America. With enough balls it, to say. Yes, it. yes. In this state. That says, yeah, give me some Sims. Hey, I hope we see Sims if you're a Nebraska fan, and I hope he kills
1: it. And now.
3: And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. We will get to all your stream comments. Keep them coming. Keep watching the show. Hail Varsity YouTube and wherever you hear us on the Hale Varsity Radio Network. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Reminder about your friends at Dyer Law. If you've been hurt in a personal injury accident, you can count on the Dyer Law team to provide you with the helping hand you need no matter what you're dealing with. Call Dyer today and the Dyer Law team at 402-393-7529, 402-393-7529, or visit Dyer.law to chat with a trusted professional about your personal injury claim. That's Dyer.law. The uh, folks in the stream have revolted about Vogues's suggestion that maybe Sims is the way to go at quarterback, and they are to the point where they're commenting on our our friend bobby who's here shadowing Uh, bobby is a wonderful senior at lincoln east in lincoln nebraska and uh they are placing bets every time bobby touches his nose like i bet you he picks it it's like we're watching caddyshack bobby's like look dude I'm, i'm i've got allergies they asked who's the homeless guy next to Schmidt. Well, he is wearing a Packers hoodie. Oh, so.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. Can, we, can we get him on mic here for a second? Yeah. I, have, I have a question to ask, Bobby. B- Bobby uh, no, Bobby's
3: got a, a little Jim Morrison hairdo going. It's all good. He's got and the he's, TikTok hair. And he's got, his, uh, he's got his Green Bay military salute. NFL, big NFL guy. Bobby, you having fun. Do you want to fire back at some of the the, the, the stream chatters?
1: Uh, Probably not because I don't know who any of these people are.
3: Sure, so that's don't
5: fine. I like to say about it because I'm not like a bad person. No, no you're like,
3: good. No, no well you're, not. Done. you're not. Hey, good for
4: you uh, coming out. Thanks for asking Making to check these out. Making his radio debut. And, he is. And Bobby, I'm going to put you on the spot here. My brother's a teacher at Lincoln East. Ben Herbal, Mr. Herbal is how you'd know him. Who's Mr. The, ben. Who's the cooler brother? Answer carefully.
1: I'm gonna go with you. Just because, ah. just because he I, can I, you can turn If you I on. didn't, you'd probably like kick me out. So I gotta go with you. That's, I'd <laughs> jump through the
4: glass.
3: That's a win, though. That's yeah, a win. That, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna play that for your brother a little bit later tonight
4: over beer and tacos. Uh, I'm going to get that clipped up for family Thanksgiving. That's, for... sit the whole family down and just mm-hmm. prove
3: it. Yeah, you're gonna have a picture of uh, of you and him, and it's gonna be like one of those uh, highlights. You could order back in the day where it's a cut out of your favorite player and then it's the radio call. It works well. Um, uh, good for Bobby uh, to rise above the goons. Vic, good to hear from you. We love seeing Vic and hearing from Vic. Uh, crew checks in and says, go Vikings. Uh, you had uh, Montana Husker uh, say, grow the hair out while you still can, my man. Uh, that's Some of us are follically challenged. Uh, are we going to Wisconsin for the roadie? Should we open that up? Should we take a a stream
4: vote to go? That sounds like a terrible... Whose car are we taking? Uh, we'll fly. Oh, now here's an idea. We'll fly. No, no, no. We'll probably have to save this for next season. Schmidty and Elijah hitchhike to a Husker game. No.
3: Could work. <laughs> Absolutely not. Could be fun. Could be a good story. Uh-huh. We could be dead. Dismembered and in a and, and be fish food.
4: Schmidty and Elijah hitchhike to L.A. Schmidty and Elijah ride the trains to L.A. We go hop on the the trains. The illegally. Amtrak. My grandparents took a train to L.A. I, I'm not saying pay for a ticket. I'm saying go find one of those cargo trains and oh, go like hop on. Okay. Go hobo it out.
3: Sure. Uh, the this we will All title. We will title this segment the hobo segment. Gary Barnett's going to be with us to kick off hour two next on Hale Varsity. Mm. Back with you, it's City Varsity Radio, Hour 2. Gary Barnett with us as uh, we get deeper into November. Black Friday looms. We say hi to Coach Barnett. Coach, how's it going?
6: I've been well, just trying to get a win. You know, we, it was funny, Chris. Uh, Nebraska, Colorado, Kansas all had walk-off losses to field goals, and There were six in the NFL, which is the most ever Mm -hmm. in the league on one weekend. So there had to be something in the water. And, you know, I just know of our three. There's probably another dozen out there in the college football world. So it was just one of those things last week.
3: It was a walk-off weekend, for sure, for sure. And Nebraska fans, I mean, our postgame folks are still irate about – uh, you know the, the interception and I'm sure you followed but Nebraska used all three quarterbacks all three quarterbacks through interceptions and I'm, I'm interested on your take as a as a coach and play caller from a have you ever been afraid to throw the football
6: oh yeah yeah no question you can be afraid to throw the football and uh you know you just you can't you, you just say, look, let's try to run this thing, and if we're going to throw it, it's going to be a five-yard hitch route or a five-yard out route or a swing pass. But you know, we're not going to take any more chances. We can't put our defense in this position. So it's yeah, you get you get that way. It's sort of like my golf swing sometimes. I get to where I I don't know how to take it back on the on the drive. So I just say, well, let's just you know, kick it out there, but um, yeah, it happens. You know, you guys have five turnovers, man. That's a lot. That's, that's uh, you can't win any games doing that. And, and frankly, I think a lot of your issues and our issues aren't going to be resolved till next year or spring. Hmm.
3: Well, and you know, coach Satterfield's taking some arrows and rule said, it's on me. I'm the guy. Leave it at that. Uh, There was a little bit of a spark by Sims until the the turnovers happened i mean just some inexplicable inexplicable decision making and that's kind of been how it's been for him this year and then you know coach i'm excited to see Chuba Pretty if if he is the guy and i don't i don't expect rule to to name a guy cuz is dealing with a growing issue sims is the only healthy guy but there's a lot of fear in in where he's at from a mental state just because of how things have gone. Um, do you know much about Pretty? I know he's had uh, minimal times, but he's uh, at one time a pretty highly touted dual threat guy. The kid looked good and did a great job almost making a fairy tale come true.
6: Well, you know, you're right. He's, he he uh, was a pretty, high, uh, uh, pretty highly touted guy coming out he certainly has the genes you know with his brother playing so well um but no i i don't he you know he's never been a consistent starter Mm -hmm. and uh, i think that's just because of his own inconsistencies um you just you know if you don't start a kid and play him it's because you don't trust him in practice Mm -hmm. and my guess is that's what's happened with him
0: Mm -hmm.
3: How is that two-way street about trust? I mean, what do you need to see, coach, from a kid? Does it need to be a week's worth of practice, a good off season? Because you know turnovers are going to happen. Uh, Rule touched on intentionality. You got to be intentional with what you're doing with the football. and a lot of times Nebraska quarterbacks have just chucked it up. Uh, they, they've not had much live fire. Uh, in games, I mean, aside from Sims, but the two other kids haven't had much development, let alone starts. So how does that trust timeline work for you?
6: Well, it's just your decisions in practice. I mean, that's the only thing you can gauge. Mm-hmm. Decisions in practice and when you do play, decisions there. And, um, you, you know, it, you get to where you're playing defensively, which I think probably is happening in Nebraska. You just don't want to make a mistake. You know, you're not playing to make plays. You're playing not to make a mistake, and that's it's dangerous. It's safe, but it's you know probably doesn't result in very many wins. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that happens because you just don't have enough trust. He, you know, the player hasn't shown enough in practice that says, okay, we can make some plays this week. So you end up playing defensively.
3: Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. What do you think in Nebraska-Wisconsin? The line dropped a lot from seven to about four and a half. Uh, Wisconsin's injured. But, Coach, Wisconsin fans and even that locker room, in a year one flip, it's not gone as planned. They were kind of a co-favorite in the West, and the, uh, the, the air raid is not taken well in Mad Madtown. I think Vickle's a really talented coach, but they're having a really tough year one.
6: They are, defensively, they've been really good. I mean, people scored 13, 20, 14, 9, and 7 against them. And so, you know, that's a pretty good defense when when that kind of stuff's happening. And so it's it's still going to be a tough game to move the ball in. I mean, it's going to be another game maybe like Maryland. And, uh, it, you know, it's like playing Iowa a little bit, I think. So, you know, you, you uh, Nebraska, Iowa, Wisconsin – Um, you know, pretty much Northwestern, uh, they're all pretty much the same.
3: It is, is can you, can you not hand it to the other team's offense on a short, short field? And can you uh, just do enough to help your defense? Gary Barnett's with us and coach, I'm interested in, in your reaction to the coaching carousel as that starts spinning here. And, uh, Jimbo. Uh, is out at A&M, and he's got a guaranteed walkaway money. And what do you think of Jimbo's ouster, and what do you think of that A&M job? Who would fit?
6: Well, I I feel bad for Jimbo because he's going to have to live month to month because they're going to spread that money over eight years. Mm -hmm. And so I just don't know how he's going to make it. But, uh, (laughs) I think you know, the the name I keep hearing that I really do like is Jeff Traylor at UTSA. Um, you know, with A&M going back into the – or with Texas coming into the SEC, all of a sudden now it's a back to, to a big in-state battle for Texas uh, kids between A&M and Texas. And I think that Jeff Trailer being a high school coach is really well-liked in the state of Texas, that this could be a Texas hire. And um, it, that would surprise everybody, I think. But I, I do think that that's a real possibility. After that, I'm not sure who fits down. I think it's a great job. I really have thought many times that maybe it's the best job in the country. And um, so it's, you know, you got to find the right guy for sure. I think Dion's complicated things because when you're looking to hire a coach and you see what he did in one year, now most of that is turn around and, and, ticket sales and things like that, which AM doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. They need a football coach is what they need.
3: Well, Dion was asked about it. And is, is, is prime a guy that would, would leave after year one in, in Boulder? No. I mean, no. Okay.
7: I don't think,
6: no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and with Jimbo, why don't, why didn't it work? I mean, why did it go sour at Florida state? And why did, why did it not work at A&M?
6: Well, I, I think just the whole Florida State thing gave you an indication of where Jimbo, where this was going with Jimbo. And, um, you know, you just lose your mojo sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I would have thought that – everybody thought that was a pretty good fit. But but Jimbo was struggling leaving Florida State. And, um, you know, it just continued, And whether it's staff – and I don't really know because I'm not close enough to it, but sometimes it could be staff. Sometimes it could be just, um, you know, you're a guy that guys don't buy into.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: And when that when you don't get buy-in, then you don't have much of a chance. So, you know, I know they spent a lot of money. They had a locker room issue with all the guys making all the money and not producing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it was just a perfect storm for for Jimbo that it didn't work out.
3: Urban. Could you hear that name down at A&M or would that be a disaster?
6: Oh, I don't know. I, I Of course, his name gets thrown around with everything, but, uh, I, you know, who knows? I, I don't know how to project that one uh, with Urban. I I would think he's a little toxic still, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't make much difference anymore.
3: Dabo, you think he's ready to leave Clemson?
6: Uh, he might not feel appreciated there mm-hmm. uh, by the fan base, but... Uh, Devil's a darn good coach, and I think he's going to be successful anywhere he goes. So uh, I think that's always a possibility, I suppose.
3: Let's let's talk about UCLA because uh, on three reported this week, and some other national columnists said that UCLA is going to move on from Chip Kelly. And is that UCLA job still a, a wow get, or is it is it kind of off to the side because of just the, the price of living out there in the West Coast?
6: Well, I know one thing. Uh, first of all, this isn't my favorite topic, Chris, but as uh, is, is coaches, coaching changes and who should take whose job. But, uh, uh, you know, Colorado moved from the Big 12 to the Pac-10 mm-hmm. or Pac-12 with a new coach, and it was a disaster. And I would tell UCLA that making this move with a new coach to the Big 10, you know, it just complicates the whole thing. Sure. And um, I think Chip's done a good job. It's a great head coach's job and a really tough assistant coach's job because you have to live more than an hour away from from work. And just the logistics of your staff are really complicated there. UCLA is probably tougher academically than any place in the Pac-12 except Stanford. I think that's a challenge that a lot of people don't understand. But you're surrounded by great players. You're surrounded by numbers of people who want to go to school there. So it should be a great place to recruit. But they are a little bit hamstrung by academics there. And um, in that way, they fit into the Big Ten, of course. But uh, uh, it's never easy making a move from one conference to the other and changing coaches at the same time.
3: Gary Barnett with us. Do you like the momentum Bama has, not just for for winning the SEC West, but do you think they – I know they have one loss, but – if they don't get it done in the SEC title game, could they have a strong argument for a a playoff spot this year?
6: Yeah, I think so. Of course, it's going to depend on what everybody else does. But Jason Milrow, you know, he just needed a play. Mm -hmm. And now he wasn't a liability. Now he's a tremendous asset to that team. And, uh, you know, this, this may be one of Nick's best coaching jobs. And, uh, yeah, I think they've got a, a real – I don't think they would beat Texas. I mean, I don't think Texas would beat them in another game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're going to – you know, if they beat Georgia, you're darn right. They, they've got a real stern statement for going in.
3: Coach, we'll hit some rapid fire before we let you get out of Dodge and uh, we look at some of the, the, the ball games here. I'm going to go to Arizona and Utah, Pac-12. Arizona's just been dynamite. I know I rave about them each week, but I really like what they're doing. Utah had a tough one, but, man, they they played well. They played better offensively than a lot of us thought they would against uh, Washington. Does, does Utah bounce back? What do you think of this matchup?
6: You know, Arizona's favored by a point at home. I think Utah wins this game. Uh, Utah's, you know, if we'd had any kind of defense, Arizona wouldn't have scored but uh Utah does have that kind of, Utah does have that kind of defense. And so I I think uh I think there's a real chance Utah wins this game.
3: How about Georgia at Tennessee? Tennessee's not been last year, but this is dangerous for Georgia. Do you agree?
6: No. I think I don't think anything's dangerous for Georgia except maybe Alabama at this point in time.
3: Okay. Illinois, Iowa.
6: <laughs> what do you Trying to do the under here? What's going on yes, I,
3: I wanted to score from you because it's minus three. That's not the over-under. It's, it's a minus three.
6: Well, I I don't know what the over-under is, but it doesn't need to be more than 22. So, you know, Iowa wins, they just – nobody can move the ball on them. And you, you press, you struggle trying to find a way to move the ball on them, and you make a mistake, and they – they find a way to score. So, no, I'm going to stay with Iowa on this
3: On to Kansas. Kansas State, Kansas, the battle for the Sunflower State. K-State's minus seven and a half. KU just had a, a tough one against Texas Tech. That kind of surprised me last week.
6: Well, KU's playing with their third-string quarterback, you know, and and they've, they've been playing with their second-string quarterback all year. He's done a great job. He got hurt. And so they're down to their third. And I, I think Kansas State right now is just too good. For Kansas, I like Kansas. I like what Lance Leipold's done. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I like the way he's built his team. But, you know, you can't win with your third string quarterback unless he's a five star recruit that you're trying to richard.
3: Hmm. Washington, Oregon State—is this the weekend for the Huskies?
6: I don't know. Oregon State's favorite in this game. I was shocked to see that. Uh, I don't think so. I think Washington still wins the game.
2: Okay.
3: How about Texas at Iowa State?
6: Iowa State can't move the ball, and okay. they just they can play defense, but they can't move the ball, uh, and I, Texas wins.
3: And Nebraska is uh, underdogged by four and a half. You going Badgers or Huskers? Oh,
6: wh- what do you want me to say, there, Chris?
3: No, I, I, I want your I want your take. <laughs> I, I you tell me what you believe. I, I don't. I, you
6: know, you guys can't move the ball, and the, Wisconsin's a good defense. You turn it over,
7: so I'm, you got
3: to go with Wisconsin in this, in this game. I think. No, the last but. two last two weeks, I picked against Nebraska. You're not going to tick me off. Yeah. You're fine. Gary <laughs> Barnett is uh, with his coach. Enjoy the trip to the Palouse, and uh, we'll talk next week. Thanks for the time.
6: All right, Chris. Sounds good. Thanks. So much.
3: Yeah. Good stuff from Gary Barnett. He thinks a little too much. Wisconsin and Nebraska can't move the ball. We will get to all your stream comments. We'll. Take some phone calls. Danny Burke is going to join us. Burke's best bets at 540. Open phones next segment. We will discuss this potential revisited roadie to Wisconsin on Saturday.
2: Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? i point you, yet. On Hail Varsity Radio. Get to
3: some emails here, more. Your stream comments. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and tale varsity radio on a Thursday. Cornhead Lager helping power this show. We're on the road tomorrow. Come see us in La Vista as we're at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill live, four to six tomorrow. So be out for that. There's plenty of food and drink specials going on at at Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista, kind of nestled between the Embassy Suites and Cabela's. So uh, just uh, right off the interstate. Check a pizza out if you haven't had a chance to, to try the marvelous pizza. The bang bang sauce. The uh, the wings are incredible. Uh, the, the chili gets a thumbs up from our dear friend Jabba Chamberlain. So uh, come hungry. And uh, hang out as we get you ready for Nebraska-Wisconsin. 489-1240, 1240 A couple of things from Gary Barnett. Big thanks to Coach. Vic is saying Barney for OC, Barney for OC as offensive coordinator. Uh, Brian asked the question, Elijah, what is our record this season when we hit the road for a Husker game? This season? This season we are 0 for. Yeah. We're 0-3. Well, if you go back to last season. The last win I had was, uh, I, uh, last win I covered on the road was Nebraska-Iowa.
4: You did that. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the, you, the, call, it, call it your win. If you weren't there, they probably would have lost, right?
3: No. I, <laughs> I Quite honestly, I don't, I mean, they, they found Trey for about three passes and, uh, you had um, Nebraska do enough defensively and then then every gave everyone wearing red a heart attack in that fourth quarter with guess what a fumble
4: I'm trying to I think I'm
3: before that it was Notre Dame
4: I think before I, that
3: it was Notre Dame 2000 in the year 2000
4: I know I know for a fact I'm 0 for on road games I'm trying to figure out if it's 0 for 6 or 0 for 7
3: yeah I'm I'm awful so but we've had all sorts of suggestions here well
4: do, well, Schmidt, when you look at it the other way we 're
3: due <laughs> we 're due, you and i it 's straight up dumb and dumber, I mean it is. We need the shagging wagon and to to get up there and go for it um, uh, Cutter said this, and it was hilarious take bobby 's car. <laughs> bobby is sitting behind me in studio here he 's not a uh, homeless person we We brought in out of the cold. Uh, he is a, a high school student from Lincoln East. We appreciate him wanting to shadow and jumping into the, uh, the world of sports media and uh, content. Uh, Brandon's going. So we got to ask Brandon this. What time are you leaving? And where do we stop if we got to knock out four to six tomorrow uh, on the way? We should just fly up Saturday morning. Do the weekend edition four to six from Madison. Do the post game from Madison. The problem is I don't have any credentials in. I haven't, I haven't requested any. We don't need them. I'm not going to freeze out there. Oh, cue, Mr. High and Mighty. No, cue Todd and the email about what kind of a soft wuss I am. Uh, let me check the email. Chris at HaleVarsity.com. It's going to be 38, dude. I okay. haven't done that for a long time. Um, Layers, Schmitty. I know. I know. Um, Todd does email. This was uh, during the Barnett segment. Pretty chubby, has a groin injury, almost predictable, and turnovers do happen, but you shouldn't expect them every other snap. This goes back to something Barney was saying. Sometimes a guy's just got to play. Do you have any feeling about that when it comes to Nebraska's quarterback options? Not necessarily Sims, but more so Chubb Pretty. Sometimes a guy just has to play. You also have the reality of what what's the guy done in practice? How, I mean, how much has Chuba practiced this year because of that that sports hernia slash growing issue? That's that's the thing to me. Um, and and how much has Chuba been able to practice at Nebraska? How much was Chuba able to practice at Florida State? Because I think that's a real discussion point. I think he was probably dinged a little bit shoulder. At Florida State, they got they kept on recruiting. Up well, time to transfer, right? Then you get to Nebraska. What kept Chubb from seeing the field last year? Well, he had that foot issue. I mean, didn't he have some sort of? And I'm not trying to go hip, a violation here. Didn't he have some sort of stress fracture of the shoes or something? Right. I mean, yeah. the, the, the shoes were too tight on his feet and jacked his feet. And now, what do you have here? He got a he had a groin injury, and the guy just hasn't had the game reps, or who knows if he's had the practice reps. Mm. So there, there is that. Now, how can you manage him if he is the guy? With Harburg, I'm not ready to, to shut the door on it. He's come in and, and been serviceable, and he's got a talent for running the ball. Uh, that said, the more you work with a guy, the more he sees in game, the more he sees in practice, the better he can get. I do believe guys can always get better. And the problem is, is you're, you're not doing this during the off season. This isn't a 10 a.m. Saturday scrimmage. You're facing live bullets and there are repercussions for bad decisions and turn- turnovers.
4: And, and that's the problem, I think, with playing Harburg on Saturdays. If he's anything less than 100 percent, he's not any sort of benefit to you offensively. And,
3: he, and he's been 100 percent and he's still struggled a little bit when
4: defenses have kind of adapted to take away his strengths. And, and, and the strength is running the football. Yeah. So if a defense has adapted to his strengths. If Matt rule gets up there and says, you know what? He could play. Wisconsin's probably going to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. He's not hundred percent running the football. Why do you have him out there throwing the football? Cause I do legitimately believe from what I've seen from Sims and Harburg, despite the turnovers, they have better arm talent than Heinrich Harburg. Sure. They can but... make the throws better. I think they've, well, Sims at times, has done a better job at reading defenses. At times, he's looked a hell of a lot worse, but he hasn't necessarily he, missed he open came in, He
3: came in and, and made some nice throws. He did. he did. CK Cash, 26, checks in. I'm not happy about it, but I think Sims is the best option. We just have to teach him not to do anything extra. Most of his issues are when he tries to do too much. And you know what, CK Cash, you're you're not wrong. You just don't know if he um will acquiesce. I don't, you just don't know if he'll just kind of take what's there versus trying to do too much. Uh Steven checks in. Steven, thanks for listening. I'm sure you can get hooked up with BNSF and uh you get on a car and um uh do the old uh Sliding track thing? Yeah,
4: riding the rails would be fun.
3: Yeah, in the nineteen
4: thirties. Um, I have looked into this, Schmitty. And if, if we are—is there a train? No, I'm not, I'm not, we'll figure out how we get there. Tickets are three dollars listed online. <laughs> Who needs a press pass when seats are three dollars, Schmitty? Well, I think you can drink it in, in, in Madison at the
3: game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's part of it. Who's okay. on the line? We go to Pete in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Pete, thanks for listening, man. Go for it.
8: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I just wanted to comment. I know it's a little past this. We want to look forward, but it's regarding the Purdy pass interception.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
8: reminded that when we were in an overtime game and Frost had Martinez as the quarterback and he ran three straight times, and I think third down was like third and nine, third and 10, third and 11, and we ran it, didn't get it, and i think we missed the field goal and lost the game but he was he was questioned there was a lot of criticism why didn't you pass why didn't you pass and frost said i was afraid of the interception Mm -hmm. so here we are with purdy kind of the exact opposite criticism he threw in a passing situation so i guess probably we fans Kind of grouse, regardless of what happens. You just want, I mean? you just
3: want, you just want the result to be right. If you're a Nebraska fan, which means uh, get the first down. If you call a run, uh, throw it to the Nebraska guy. If you call the pass, and uh, end up with more points than the other team. And yeah, sometimes you can't win. It's out of your hands, other than what you prepared the guys for. And you know, I'm I'm looking at the the reality of of pressing right, Wisconsin and some of the guys on offense have been going through that. You've seen that with Nebraska for a lot of years during the different regimes. I wonder right now if if you just as a as a coordinator, if you're Satterfield, if if you're not pressing or if you're even maybe overthinking with all right, I got to stay two steps ahead of this defensive coordinator here. This will get him. This will surprise him versus having confidence in what your team does well. And that's the other part of this. If I'm if I'm trading shoes with Sant, I don't know what my team does well uh, on offense. I know they, they run the football, or they're supposed to be able to run the football, but when push comes to shove, can Nebraska still get the yards they need uh, when it's fourth and short or third and short? Can the quarterback make the right decision? I've taught him. We've trained it. We've ran the play. But when push comes to shove, is on fourth and two my quarterback going to run a quarterback counter and then try and outrun the defense by himself, go John Wayne, or is he going to follow what was designed with the play? So my quarterback going to pull it on first down and think it's an RPO because he's not clear out what the play is because he's not had the reps, and thankfully it's an incomplete pass for Nebraska, but it's now second and long. So there's all, all those right. scenarios, and uh, you, just want, you just want to end up being right. And you want to be know, right in the moment.
4: What, it might be a case of there being no right answers at the quarterback spot, at least in twenty twenty three. twenty three.
3: They're just no, and and you'd be better. You better have more options in twenty twenty four, current and future, and you better be better at evaluating what's out there and and what you have.
8: I, I you know I, this, one, this staff. One more th- comment yeah, on your uh, on your uh, job shadow, Bobby. I think it's great that you guys allow that. And I would tell Bobby, he sure picked a good show to be on. This is a, it's a good show, and it's good for you to let those high school kids see it from the inside.
3: Pete, appreciate it's you, man. Pretty, have, pretty
8: exciting.
3: Hey, have fun in Rocky Top, all right? Thank you. You bet. Appreciate it. Good to hear from Pete. See, it's good to have, we go. it's
4: good to have Bobby in here until Bobby takes our job in three years. Well, that, just, <laughs> that, that happens.
3: <laughs> uh, 489-1240. More phone calls we'll get to. Uh, Brennan, when we're talking about what the what the, the quarterback does well or what the team does well on offense, Brennan, our friend in the Black Hills, is like, well, they turned the ball over well. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, Redwine says, I'd start Purdy. Have Heinrich ready. Stay away from Sims. Who's fourth string? We'll hear. Can we sneak that in or no? Let's take the phone call. We'll sneak in. All four quarterbacks that are traveling. Who's on the phone? We have
7: Deuce. Deuce, Deuce. How are we? Where are we drinking Saturday? We're we're good, but I got to be honest. We have got to quit blaming all the blame on the players for what happened in that last drive. You just drove the ball ninety yards, throwing the pass one time. Let's not act like we weren't running the ball. If you don't run it three times, shame on you. And as far as blaming Satterfield, the coach has a headset on. The head coach, all he has to say is run the damn ball.
3: Love it, Deuce. Thanks for the phone call. <laughs> you ain't wrong, dude. That's that's a uh, lot of head nodding going on there. All right, we'll hear from Danny Burke on the way.
1: And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio.
3: Danny Burke is with us. Burke's best bet, said Danny Burke5 on Twitter. It's where you find him. And be sure to check Danny and his site out. Uh, good stuff. If you want uh, some NFL hits and of course college football. Uh Pride of Chicago is uh Burke's Beat.com. Uh, long time with Vsin DraftKings, and of course, uh our, he was with us here in Lincoln. Danny, are you headed to Mantown on Saturday? <laughs>
7: I am not. You know, I actually went there for the first time. I think it was last spring. Uh, my girlfriend and I made a trip out there, and good college town. But I uh, haven't gone there for a game day, so that's something I'm going to need to cross off the old bucket list. Big Ten college football wise.
4: Danny, mm-hmm. tickets? <laughs> I just looked it up. You can find them for as low as three dollars. Maybe they'll start paying people
7: to go there instead. And maybe that's when they'll get me instead of eyes to make the trek down and you know, sit through the colder weather to watch this lower scoring game.
3: Yeah, it's uh it's problematic um with with the offense here, but let's dive in. The the line dropped from seven to four and a half, three three and a half in some spots. What do you think of the totals? What do you think of the
7: line? Yeah, it it has been some weird movement. Like you said, Schmidty, we saw this one open at seven, got down to as low as Five. Now it's trending back up, and I see six at some sports books in favor of the Badgers. Total open about 39.5. Now we see that at 37. My first thought would have been to bet this thing under, I'm sure, was many people's thoughts. I mean, again, as you alluded to, and it talked about ad nauseum on the show, I'm sure Nebraska with the quarterback issues raises a big red flag for this offense. And you can kind of see, too, the difference how this team plays, home versus road. I mean, when you have a struggling offense that needs the benefit of every little edge, say penalties, for example, certainly you're going to get the benefit of the doubt more so at Memorial Stadium than anywhere else throughout the Big Ten. So it's those little things that can help boost this offense along with the crowd when necessary. And that's why you're probably not expecting anything explosive out of this Nebraska offense in general, especially against Wisconsin's defense that yes, gotten bears last week. It hasn't been as great as we've known before, but this is probably a good get right spot for him. So even though it's down to 37, I still lean toward the under, but because you have missed it by two and a half points, I may just stay away unless we get some movement toward the over closer to kickoff. Um, as for the spread here, I, look, I mean, do I think Nebraska wins? Probably not. But if we're assuming this is going to be a lower-scoring game, the chances that a Wisconsin team right now can cover six points it doesn't really correlate usually when you have such a low total. So I think the correlation for me would be under and taking the points with Nebraska if you're getting six or better. I just don't really see how you can justify laying six points with this Badgers team at this point in the year.
4: Danny, we all know the lock of the weekend in college football is betting the Iowa under. But is there anything else you like in the world of college football on Saturday?
7: You know, surprisingly, I haven't seen too many games that I favor right now. I'm still teetering around, and I'll probably end up posting one or two tomorrow. But, you know, I was on Mizzou last week. That was a nice win. I'm kind of tempted to go against them with Florida coming to Mizzou this week. Maybe Mizzou feeling a little bit fat and happy after getting a solid dub against Tennessee this past weekend, and Florida still has some offensive pieces. But, I mean, you know, trusting Grant Graham Mertz and some of those other guys, it's never a fun venture. So that may end up keeping me off of it. But that was one that had kind of crossed my mind a little bit. Uh, let's see, what else? Another game was, uh, you know, UC, USC and UCLA. You, you want to find a spot to back USC here, but, again, it's just so hard with how poor their defense is. With everything going on with UCLA, it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Oklahoma and BYU is probably another one that I may find myself on as well. I was gravitating toward the over in this game, but we do see some love coming into the under. So, again, may wait to see how far this thing drops down. And then finally, the other game that I, again, just going to wait to. See what happens and what other people are thinking, too. But this Arizona-Utah game is really going to be interesting. And, look, Arizona obviously has a better offense, a better quarterback. They looked shaky last week, and Utah's still fighting. And Whittingham does have the coaching advantage in this one. I'm a little tempted to go with the youths on the road here. Now we see this one at a pick So it looks like they could be getting some late attention, and I may be giving them some attention, too, the closer we get to kickoff.
3: Danny, let's go to the NFL. Danny Burke with us, uh, and Burke's best bets. Can find him on Twitter at Burke 5 That's where you go, BurksBeat.com. I love the Monday night game, Eagles-Chiefs. Anything else you like, or is there something juicy there that you think is either fishy or too good to pass up?
7: Yeah, I'll start with tonight. I do have a prop in tonight's Thursday night football game. I'm looking at Gus Edwards' anytime touchdown score, about plus 105 is a common number out there. Look, Cincinnati's banged up all over the place, but more importantly, where they really struggle is against the run. They're 29th in DVOA run defense, 28th in defensive EPA per play against the run. They allow five yards per carry, which is second most in the National Football League. Gus Edwards has seven straight rushing touchdowns the past seven games. The only other time he's gotten a rushing touchdown this season was in week two against none other than his upcoming opponent, the Cincinnati Bengals. He's getting a lot of red zone attempts, and I think the same will persist tonight. they really struggled with the Ravens against the run against uh, Cleveland this past weekend, so I think they're going to want to emphasize that and take some of the strain off of Lamar, especially in a division game on a short week. So I'm playing Gus Edwards anytime touchdown score. I also favor Baltimore. Don't like it over the key number of three in a division game. So I'll wait to see if I get a better in-game number. Otherwise, a couple other spots I'm actually writing up about right now. Um, I'm looking at this Rams and Seahawks game, and I actually do like the Rams in this spot after the bye week, getting Stafford back a little bit healthier. Seahawks aren't looking too sharp, especially defensively. So I don't mind taking the Rams, but I think what I'll end up on here, guys, is going to be the total over 46. Both have bad defenses. Just told you the Rams offense is getting better, and I trust Geno Smith and company to do enough to produce points to help this total get over and then, man, Elijah, I may end up on the Denver Broncos. I, I I might have to unless you talk me out of it. Otherwise, though, I think I'm looking at under 43 for the Broncos against the Vikings. But I'm curious your thoughts on that one,
4: Elijah. Well, Danny, you faded the Broncos last week. I hope you learned your lesson. I know, man. Uh, I uh. think they're going to be fine. It's going to be a close ball game. I don't hate the unders, but I like the Broncos outright in this one.
3: I like Denver as well. Danny, I got to ask you, Eddie, super dog that you're leading on here. You got minus nine, I should say plus nine Giants, plus 11.5 Tampa, plus 13.5 Raiders. I mean, those are some monster lines.
7: Yeah, I can't justify taking the Raiders. A lot of the sharp money is coming on the Dolphins. Think about this. I mean, they're coming off their bye week. Their defense, they're all saying they're finally getting Sanjo's system a little bit, and the Raiders are feeling, we've talked about, fat and happy. I mean, this team has a new interim coach, just won two home games. They're smoking cigars. They're going to get smacked realistically by Miami, so I wouldn't trust the Raiders there. Uh, some people actually like Carolina. I can't justify getting there, but a lot of people actually kind of like them. Half. I like the Bears when they were at over 10.5, but now they're down to 7.5. Easing down Detroit's the more appealing option now instead of taking the points with Chicago. But Fields back in the mix, Khalil Herbert back, defense is getting better and healthier in a division game. I think the Bears can keep this one relatively close.
3: Danny, can't wait for it. Daddy Burke, Burke's best bets, and find Daddy's work, burksbeat.com. Danny, have a good weekend. We'll We'll pick you on the way up to Madison.
7: Absolutely. Sounds
4: good,
3: fellas. Take care. There he is. Uh, some emails, some final thoughts. Maybe the vaunted steak in a beer bet. Oh, we'll say less. Okay. We'll get there as we wind down to Thursday.
1: And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity
3: Radio. So our friend Todd, the emailer, I said, well, are you going to go if we go? Road trip. Take a listener with. And he's like, I don't know if you can get the warden to let me out.
4: Ah, oh, Raiders fan. I didn't no, I, <laughs>
3: that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: That oh,
8: so Saturday good morning, today.
4: airfare
3: Omaha to Madison. Leave at 730. Our show starts at 4 Saturday afternoon. Get in by 11 to Madtown. We can call Barry. And Alvarez could probably get us hooked up at a bar. Best case. Worst case, we're at, in, in the stadium. For pre and post game. Hmm. Three eighty four round trip. Could work. What we need to do is head down to the old sports book. Make a put parlay it, on Thursday night football. We, we need any time touchdown. We need a totals <laughs> and we need a, a cover, either take Cincy or go Baltimore, put fifteen hundred down, boom, the trip's paid for. Or really up it. <laughs> We got to double down on Nebraska, Wisconsin Saturday night if we don't win tonight. We'll go full uncut gems. Kevin Garnett to win the opening tip, right? I mean, <laughs> what was that like a thirty-eight
4: leg parlay? Leg
3: parlay, and then he gets killed in the end. Sorry if you didn't spoilers. see spoilers. That thing's been that movie's been out four or five years now. Yeah, pre-COVID,
4: it was twenty-nineteen. Okay, long enough that if you haven't seen, if, it if you haven't seen, that's your fault. You now. deserve it.
3: Yeah. Uh, forgive me, but
4: you did inspire me with a good idea, and Todd as well. How fun would it be? Every single year, we raffle off a road trip with Schmitty and Elijah to an away game.
3: I don't know how much fun that'd be for uh, (laughs) for everybody else. (laughs) Somebody out there, I'm sure, would enjoy it. Uh Um, So Brandon's like, I need a tailgate location Saturday before the game. That is Brandon. Um, Well, I got from my experience in Madison. Doesn't your boy
4: crew or your Chicago fellas know a spot in Madison? Um, well, from my experience going, there's like bars within walking distance of the stadium, like right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to look up Camp Randall and see if I can figure out what the bar was called. There's one right there. It's right across the street from a gas station where you can also buy booze. And I'm pretty sure there's uh open container as well. Well,
3: I'm checking with our friend Linda in Madison. And uh, we're going to... We're Sorry, we're doing this on air. Um, I will get a location, Brandon. And... We'll get it figured out We as far as for a bar from you. I'm, I'm still 50-50 on whether we go or not because it's going to be about 70 here on Saturday. My, my audible is to throw some short ribs on the smoker and and do that. Um, see, Vic, Vic was in Dublin with us, and he had a great time at the Mary Cobbler. A couple of years ago, we got to do that next year.
4: Okay, so I'm looking here at Apple Map. There is bars within walking distance of the stadium. Sure, and that's pro- that's what all the the Wisconsin. Fans now the are thing doing.
3: is, is can we can we get a seat there? I got I got to check with our friend Linda Badger, Linda, and and Badger Barry, and see if if they can't get us a spot, and then we just we just go. Do we take a a wonderful listener up? <laughs> On, on being the uh, the transportation. The lucky listener. We, we got to do the show tomorrow night at the Herdat Club, so Saturday's when we
4: got to go. We could just stay in Omaha. I got the tent in my car. Sleeping bag? <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not <laughs>
3: camping with you. There's a joke about camping. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. See you at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill.
0: A
4: Herdat Media Production.